Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This programme was first broadcast on RFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Headscarfs and Good Yarns with me, Amal Abdullahi. This show is all about talking about race and diversity and everything in between, all in the hopes of empowering a more empathetic Aotearoa. And today I have my good friend with me, Taylor. Woo! That's beautiful. <laughs> kia ora! Kia ora, kia ora. Um, so I met Taylor through. How did we meet again? Was it through the cultural carnival stuff? Was it? From that global citizenship Ah, yes, yes. Um, And I think um, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because that dinner really represents the kind of conversations we want to have on the podcast as well. So, yeah, Taylor and I met at the global citizenship dinner, and it was a really cool concept because Mm. every course um, we touched upon a different topic, and after every course you were meant to stand up and go to a different table the reason behind that was so you could meet new people, but we always ended up going to the same tables anyway. So we kind of keep on following each other that night. But we talked about so many cool things that night, um, like identity and belonging and the culture in Dunedin. And yeah, yeah what were your key takeaways from the citizenship dinner? Um, I guess definitely listening to other people's perspectives. I feel like you tend to stay in your own bubble or, or network of friends. So it was really just a new experience to get to, to meet new people like yourself, <laughs> um, but also not feel afraid of sharing your own experiences and stories, I guess. So it's a bit of both. So you, you're giving something to people, but also learning how to, to receive and take from others. That was, that was a big takeaway for me. Mm, there was definitely a lot of give and take that night. Hey, um, so you got invited to that dinner because your um, involvement was Te Ropa Māori? Mm. Yes. <laughs> um, so I was... Yeah, invited, I guess, to represent um, the Māori student voice and I was offered four spaces. I was like, oh, geez, cool, what can I do with this? And I just put out the message to some other students and they were, I think, a bit hesitant at first, but then when I sort of just explained um, that it was a chance to talk about these kind of topics of, of different people, um, they are just keen to come along. And I think the food as well was a, was a good Man enticement. Man-free food is <laughs> yeah. always a good pull for people. Always. Um, so for people who don't know um, what Te Ropu Māori is, do you care to explain yeah. what it is, perhaps? So Te Ropu Māori is the Otago Univers- Otago University oh, wow. Māori GC. <laughs> English is not my first language, guys. It's just a disclaimer <laughs> right there. Um, so the Māori Student Association of our university. And although next year will be our 25th anniversary of sort of being an official um, incorporated society, we've actually been around for a lot longer um, so we've got yeah a very long history of um, just being a, a not quite a club but sort of an, an extended fano in a way. Um, we tend to call ourselves like a kaingarua, which is just a second home mm-hmm. um, on campus for Maori students to just support one another um, and provide a, a safe space for for Maori to be Maori on campus. Oh, cool man! I feel so ignorant because I didn't know about um, didn't really. Acknowledged the presence of Te Ropa Māori until this year when that um, when you guys made that mean racist tweets video. Yeah. I thought that was really 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 cool. Um, but I didn't yeah really know a lot about Te Ropa Māori until this year. Mm. Um, so I'm just wondering what is the response to Te Ropa Māori from Māori students but also non-Māori students? 
Yeah, I guess because we're supposed to be seen as a parallel body to OUSA, um, I guess a lot of people might have expectations that we're a big like a big company with like a CEO and a lot of money. Um, but really we're just, I think, maybe eight students sort of volunteering their time to run this um, this little group. Um, and for Māori students, they they, th- they get a bit scared that, we're, that we are some sort of big um, organisation and it's not really like a, a homey, low-key vibe to, to hang mm-hmm. around, but, which it is. Um, so I think there's a bit of... Uh, that sort of mis- misinformation amongst students that we're they something big when really we're just we're just students just like them and we just want to hang out and provide opportunities for them to meet others and I guess for non Maori students um, we we kind of we I don't know we get a lot of people interested in in our group because they want to learn Te Reo Maori and Kapaka mm-hmm. so I guess it's a different reason for for others to to look into us which is really cool as well to to hear people interested in learning real um, in Kapaka, I think it's really important that um, that our Pākehā, I guess, peers are also help one, interested one for one, but also keen to um, to learn more for them for themselves. So I guess they're taking the initiative rather than us having to reach out to them. So yeah, it's a it's a mix for for both both Māori and non Māori. I think that's so cool that that outlet, you know, Te Rapa Māori is there to to spread mm. that knowledge um, because I remember at primary school and stuff we'd always have like waiata sessions yeah. and we were always encouraged to do kapahaka as well but once you kind of leave primary into leave media you don't really get nothing. many opportunities <laughs> for that kind of thing um, I'm just wondering if if you are asked for kapahaka and te Māori lessons are you ever asked for anything that makes you that makes you uncomfortable like I don't know I feel like when you're the minority and you're in a representative role, sometimes you always like get asked to like talk, speak on behalf of like all of your people. When oh, that's impossible because you're just one person yeah. and it's not a homogenous group. But are there any requests that come through that make you go, hmm? I try, and there are, mm-hmm. and I try to take each, I guess, incident or each situation as a, a learning opportunity um, and sometimes a teaching opportunity as well. It's a beautiful um, way to see it. I was, I guess, because a lot of students come to uni and they've never actually um, been to a big city or been to a big place like university and been around so many uh, people and diverse people as well. And when you're sort of like, oh, you're the you're the you're Maori, so what do you think about Maori issues? Or so, can, what do you think? Can you teach us some video or teach us something? And it's sort of um, like a really big cultural shock because you don't expect to be the sort of I don't know, the teacher or the, the knowledge one of everything. Um, it's just something natural, normal, that's just a part of your life. And when people, I guess, um, maybe not with good intentions, of course, like each time, uh, want to learn more from you, you don't really know how to. Or mm. I don't know, because I get asked all the time, like, oh, can you teach me how to say something in te reo Māori and sometimes, but I don't know how to say that in te reo. And I guess... If you feel like you don't know what to do, it sometimes makes you feel like you don't know enough about your culture to be able to share that with others. Um, so sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe that means I need to go back home and keep learning about my tikanga or my customs and practices back home to be able to share with others. So sometimes it's more like a self-reflection on my own knowledge. But yeah. um, there are some confronting times too, I guess, when people just don't 
know enough about Maori customs um, to know how to ask maybe in a in a in a polite or appropriate way. Yeah. Because um, this year, I guess we've had the the requests or people asking to help with singing a waiata or with opening their events and stuff like that. And I've just in that situation not known what to do. Mm. <laughs> and it's just, um, I guess for me, it's reaching out to older people, older people or our elders to get some advice. Like, okay, like, should we help them or? Uh, is it appropriate for us to take the lead in, in sort of um, the cultural side of these practices so that we feel like we're we're upholding the practices as well and we're not just going to go in and butcher it? Yeah, um, yeah. And then people wouldn't know the difference because they're like, oh, thank you for doing that. And in my head, I'm like, I did that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> if I did this <laughs> back home, my nan, yeah, my nan would be glaring at me or something. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, there's learning and everything, I think. So there's there's been incidents, but I've, I've learned to, to learn from them as well. Nice, yeah. That's I think that's the best way to go about it. Just mm. whatever comes to you, you just learn, navigate, <laughs> yeah. see where you can go, and yeah, just take that knowledge and then you leave everything else mm. behind. Mm, that's really cool. Um, we've spoken about this before, um, and I know you feel really strongly towards um, your sisters being proud of their heritage. Um, but as a young Maori woman. Have you ever felt like not proud of your heritage? I think for me, going back to how some of us come from communities and spaces where it's just normal to be Māori, and you're suddenly in a new environment where Māori is not the norm, I guess, um, that's when you kind of reflect on your position, I guess, in, in the wider society of New Zealand, and you're like, oh, wow, um, the world's a lot bigger or different to what I've um grown up with and I think it wasn't until I came to uni um, and it wasn't I guess as normal to do certain things like I don't know just it would be little things every day like um, just being polite sometimes or yep. just um, putting more effort into other people that would these values that are so just central to my not just Maori culture I think it's common in a lot of cultures but I guess just weren't the same um, not hearing my language or te reo just freely or being able to use it, um, just those little things would add up and I would start to to forget to do those little things that mm-hmm. I used to do at home all the time. Um, so I don't think it was me not being proud of my culture but just not feeling like it fit into maybe the space in university. Right, so okay. I was definitely proud and I would actually yeah. kind of go home and like, why did I do that? Why did I act like I wasn't proud to be Māori? So I should, even if it feels out of place or I'm the only one doing it still still do these things like still um, say kia ora because that was one thing I stopped doing when I came to uni is mm-hmm. like no one else is saying kia ora so I'll just say hello um, and then I kind of like told myself off, I was like no don't do that like, <laughs> don't ever forget to, to, to be proud of your culture because it's, it's a part of your identity and I guess first year is one of those years you sort of discover yourself or Oh yeah, gosh. yeah. It's so, definitely a year. If it's you're it's at a roller coaster, especially if you're away from home. Yeah. Well, okay. I like that. Instead of not being proud, the just process of like forgetting on how to yeah. do these things. So, in your process of forgetting and then remembering, how has that changed your life? You reckon? I think once I learnt to get over that that barrier, I think in first year, um, I felt like. I 
I gain some more confidence in myself. So even just in classes, like, you know, even if you're the only Māori or even sometimes the only brown-skinned or ethnic or diverse person in, like, a lecture theatre full of, like, hundreds, um, it doesn't make you less or just because you're the small, the minority in the group doesn't mm-hmm. make your, I guess, your identity or your value any less than anyone else's. So it was learning that, and I think that they just gave me more confidence to tackle, like, my assignments and then going to classes and then... Um, sort of branching out to take take up new opportunities it just pushed me I think further um, now that I was reassured I guess in myself mm-hmm. um, and I think it's something a lot of Māori students don't do I think they hold themselves back quite a bit I don't, and I think it might just be the same as like my own experiences they don't feel this is the space for them to be Māori and they've sort of resigned themselves to that but I just think they or all students not even just Māori students but if if you're feeling like your culture is a barrier in some way from being like participating in in the university, um, get over yourself and mm. <laughs> have some confidence in in yourself and, and be proud of your culture because it actually opens a lot more doors than you think rather than keeping them closed. So I just wish more Maori students knew that um, being proud of your culture is a is a pro. It's a big pro. Like it's opening. It, it will open so many opportunities for you. Um, and hopefully if they did that, um, you'd see a lot more proud Māori running around campus um, and you'd know it and you'd hear, maybe you'd hear about Te Rupu Māori more that way um, if we just had, if we were able to empower our, our peers some more, I think. Jeez, that was cheesy. Well, no, I love that. that was so, I'm just taken aback. That was so beautiful. Um, I know this is a really big question, um, but I would love to know your thoughts on this. Um, so you're saying that you felt like this environment wasn't the the most welcoming mm. um, to be Māori. How do we make an environment where anyone can be anything they want to be, you reckon? Yeah. Outside of just, like, culture, but just also religion and, like, yeah. sexual orientation and, I don't know, whatever else. <laughs> mm. I'm, I feel like there's so many solutions that we could, like, think of and, and pursue. My My interests are in media just because mm-hmm. that was that was one of my minors for my undergrad um studies and I just feel like media plays such a huge role like we can cons- I guess as young people we consume media all the time and the media I guess we're surrounded by in campus doesn't reflect I don't think reflects our diverse community um and I not to pick on critic but I always refer to things like critic and radio one all the time because they're I guess our our student voice uh, on campus, but you don't see a lot of that diversity reflected mm. in the magazine or or on the radio. I guess um, so. That's why Wiki or Tudel or Maori Language Week was so important for me to try and use the critic as a way to to produce more Maori content. I guess because when you see the critic reflecting your own culture, you're like, oh yes, this is my community. This is I'm a part of this uni, um, but that. That person on the cover looks like me. I can relate to that. Like I feel more at home if you can relate to the media around you. I guess so. I feel like there's there's heaps more we can do with media on campus. But to be honest, I really enjoyed Silverline Festival because of hey. your guys' media. Because <laughs> I just saw your guys' posters and photos. And I looked at like the people in the posters. Like that reflects like me. Or like um, it's not just. Um, Pakeha or, or white people on, on the covers of these things that actually looks like something I want to be a part of if you get yeah no I sense. totally get you and that's something that we going into our like promo stuff we were just 
that's something that we thought about. Mm. We want we wanted um, people on the posters that reflected the, the diversity that we yeah. have on campus, um, and we wanted people to feel like that festival was for them mm. <clears throat> and not just necessarily for one group of students. Yeah, mm. it's really interesting that you bring up media because that's a huge, huge thing. Um, um, I spoke about it earlier on the podcast, but just I, uh, what I was just saying um, in that episode was that um, media kind of sets the tone for our society, mm-hmm. even though it may not necessarily be true, but it feels like that's the truth of yeah. everyone oh, so um, nice. in society. And so if you're picking up these morals and values, apparently that's meant to represent everyone. And if you're excluded from that narrative, man, that can have some really yeah. like strong negative effects. Mm. Mm, definitely. Um but I really like how you brought up Te Wiki or Te, oh, te Wiki or Te Rau Māori. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I second guess myself <laughs> just then. I really, really liked your piece um, in the critic. Um, so for people who haven't or who didn't get a chance to read it, um, do you want to quickly summarise what you said in that piece? Yeah. Um, I guess the, the gist of it was um, just for everyone to know that Wiki or Te Reo Māori is just one week in the whole year and for native speakers – um, te Te Reo Māori is every week and so I was just really wanting to encourage people to think beyond just the one week so not what you, what are you going to do this week but what, what can you do every week or every day um, because Te Reo uh, is I don't want to get into legislation and be like the treaty says you have to protect it <laughs> but it's just I guess should be a, a moral or like a right thing to do um, just to acknowledge the indigenous people of the country that um, and Obviously, it's an official language as well. Um, that Te Reo Māori is all about responsibility in a way, and not in the, like a, a way to burden people, but to to I guess acknowledge that it's a part of your life if you live in New Zealand. Like all our place names and all these um, histories and stories of our country um, have Te Reo in it. And if we didn't have Te Reo, that would that would have a huge impact on our country. So um, it's not just on Māori to to learn Māoris. It can be something for all of us, and it should be something for all of us, I think. I think, yeah, I think so. If you're a Kiwi, then Te Reo Māori should be something on your like list mm. to like learn or to try to incorporate into your life, yeah. even if it's just kia ora. Yeah, <laughs> or just learning how mm. to pronounce things correctly would be, it would make a huge difference, I think. Mm. I saw this really cool video um, of this Indian girl, and she did her speech in full Te Reo Māori, and I was like, wow. That See, is wicked. Amazing. That is the future of New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, I can just imagine it. Um, and I think people just don't realise how how it is so present in our life in New Zealand. Like, if, imagine if you didn't have any Māori language anywhere. Like, you couldn't call yourself a Kiwi. Like, you couldn't um, go to places like Rotorua. Like, it'd be... Our identity, I think, would completely change. So it's... I guess just reminding people how present it is in our lives and then if we don't look after it, that's that's a loss for all of us in a way. Mm, totally, not just for Māori people, but for mm. everyone like, who, yeah. calls them, who identifies as a New Zealander. Mm. Mm. I feel like even you just saying this, there'll probably be some people in New Zealand who still just wouldn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever come across that attitude that, like, Māori people, like, why do they get X, Y, Z? Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And I think for me, not being, well, at uni, 
not being a, a half size student or being a law student, I don't get the um like the the brunt of it or something like that. I don't know. English is weird. Um but I don't get get oh, it a yes, lot myself. The brunt of it, yeah. yeah, yep. But a lot of my friends do who study in these like um areas where there's preferential entry or, or Maori entry pathways. Um and it's just it is like just people who are misinformed who are just uneducated on on certain matters and so I I don't like to I kind of talked about it at the Silver Line Festival I try not to get angry as sort of your first mm. um, response or reaction um, because it's not a lot of people's fault that they don't know but again it's just teaching them or, or showing them the right way or the right like giving them the information to be able to see and understand why Māori gets certain um Things, even though they might think that their privileges is actually a history behind it and why we do these things. So yeah, I I I personally don't receive any kind of comments like that, but I hear them all the time, and it it just reminds me of how much we still need to, to mm. teach and, and educate people. That's why I'm so glad that they've decided to teach um, New Zealand history or like Maori history in schools in the curriculum now. That's, That's kind of weird that it's like it a, thing a thing now. Yeah, exactly. Like right? that it hasn't been a thing before mm. 2019. But that's okay. We're it's making okay. moves. Yeah, this this younger generation, this younger generation will be really woke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have faith in, in the young ones coming, coming behind us. I think we're giving them all the tools now and hopefully their future looks different or better in a way to what ours looks like at the moment but no progress is good amen for progress (laughs) yeah um if you had to say something to those like misinformed maybe or ignorant people Mm. if yeah what would you say to them about like if there are complaints about oh why do Maori people get extra this this (laughs) oh geez (laughs) i guess i would just encourage them to learn and find out for themselves why these things happen. I think a lot of people get caught up in the why, why, why are you doing? Like, why do you get this? Why, why do they get these benefits? Why do you get a special pathway? Um, put their energy into finding the answers or solutions yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, if you picked up a history book or if you, I don't know, Wikipedia might not be the most trustful source, but there's there's a lot out there um, to learn about why. Uh, or take a, I don't know, Māori 102 course or something. Because um, I think once you, and I've met so many people, I guess, being a tutor, met so many people who have learnt the, the history of our country and then if it's clicked for them, and they're like, oh, I see now, I understand now. Um, and then they'll say, why didn't we learn this when we were younger? So it's sort of, I guess, I just would encourage them to learn and then figure it out for themselves. I guess. Like, fingers crossed, please, make it click in your head. <laughs> like... No, I think that's a that's a good response because then it puts the onus on people finding out for themselves as mm. opposed to I don't know. It can be hard, like when people always come, like yeah. questions are always welcomed, but sometimes it's <laughs> hard having that pressure to know all the answers. Mm. When if you want to be a true supporter of like people of color voices, I feel like that you know that onus should be moved to you mm. to to you know. Or learn or yeah, be. take more ownership in it as opposed to, oh, I'm just going to ask this person because they're from this country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> teach Give me, me all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know everything, right? <laughs> it's like, no. But um, it's, I guess it's meeting halfway as well. It's like, I, I can help you, but I want you to also put some effort in as well and then 
should be happy. Yes. In theory, <laughs> that should that should work in theory. Yeah, sometimes theory and practice don't always come together, but no. never mind. Um, so, final question: um, What is your favorite thing about being Maori? Oh, real quick. Um, <laughs> I guess it's having connections, not just with people, but to the the natural world. I guess it's fu- all about whakapapa, um So your genealogy and and. Whakafanangatanga relationships. Um, you never, you know that you're never walking anywhere or doing anything alone. You always have your your ancestors on your shoulders, um, and you're connected to the land and to to the skies and to the natural world around you. So you're never re- never really alone. I guess is a is a, one of my favourite things. And um, and you've got whatever you do is for for your future generations. So you're not just alone thinking about the past, but you always have people waiting for you in the future, I guess, in a way. So whatever you do has has its consequences, but um, I guess it's, it's a way to, to keep help yourself keep yeah. going and no matter what sort of comes up in life, it's like, no, you're not alone. You can do this. You Aww. got this. So it's sort of, I think, one of my favourite things about being Māori is that, yeah, you always... Connected to others, so you're never doing anything by yourself. Oh, that's beautiful, Kiora. Thank you so much for sharing that, and thank you so much for um, being on the podcast. It's Aww, been a thank you for having me. Even though my time management skills are way out the gate, it's okay. We made it in the end. <laughs> we got there. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this episode. Catch you next time. See, See ya. ya. Take RFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and live streaming of Primo local content. Download the Access Internet Radio app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This programme was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.